0: dreams, and visions, portents, and promises. Warning. This sermon contains images and stories that may be disturbing to some listeners. Imagination and metaphoric theology is advised. He was on his way to find a wife, begin a new life, having duped his father with the manipulation and encouragement of his mother tricked his dim-sighted father and stole his elder brother's birthright and blessing sent by his father on his way to padanaram to find a bride and to start a life and a lineage and on the way he comes to a place to camp for the night And taking a stone, he sets it as his pillow and lies down to sleep. And this blessing thief is blessed with a dream. Jacob has a magnificent dream, a dream of the gateway to heaven. There is a ladder, a stairway, a ramp. Between heaven and earth coming up and down the ladder are angels ascending and descending, a portal between here and there, between the place of humans and the place of God. And these beings, these celestial creatures moving between the two planes, keep continuing to go up and down in his dream. And then comes the voice of God, God standing beside him in the dream, who speaks, I am your God, the God of your father and his father. I will give you this land and children, a lineage beyond numbering, like the dust. You and your descendants will be numerous. Know that I am with you and will keep you wherever you go and will not leave you. A holy dream, an awesome dream, a vision of a new reality given at a liminal time of change, a dream that contains an image of a divine reality, a voice of divine assurance and promise, a new day for Jacob, a new reality revealed. Surely God is in this place. John of Patmos had a rather interesting dream, a revelation, a vision, of often bizarre and strange beasts and activities. In its unfolding, John's revelation contains an image and a portent, a prophecy about God's dream, the birth of a child who would rule the nations. A woman pregnant With a crown of stars clothed with the sun, the moon as her sandals, she is giving birth, a woman at her most powerful and most vulnerable. And as she is writhing with the pain of bringing forth life, a red dragon with seven heads, his tail sweeping across the sky, destroying a third of the stars and throwing them down to earth takes place at the ready to devour the child once it's born. The seven-headed dragon, the destroyer of the stars, is ready to devour God's dream, this shepherd. Once the male child is born, immediately he is snatched up and taken away to God in his throne in heaven, saved. And the woman, brought to safety, With the crown on her head and clothed in the sun, she flees to the wilderness where God has prepared for her a place where she is nourished and able to live in safety for three and a half years. And then war breaks out in heaven. Michael, the archangel, and all of his angel army fight against the dragon and his. The dragon, now named as the deceiver of the world, is defeated and thrown down to the earth, and Michael and the angels win the battle. In this dream, when a new way, when a holy child is born, one who will shepherd the nations, when a new order is ushered in into a cosmic drama, evil lurks at the ready to devour, and the child is saved. And angels come to the aid of God and to the aid of humans. Nathaniel, a bit of a cynic, one doubtful that anything good could ever come out of Nazareth, Philip's friend, reluctantly after being invited, comes to see Jesus only to be gobsmacked to find out that Jesus really knows him and truly sees him. Nathanael, in response, calls Jesus the Son of God, to which Jesus responds by telling him his dream. He tells Nathanael, you will see even greater things than this. You will see angels ascending and descending on the Son of Man. As Nathanael begins a new life as a disciple, He is promised a vision of heaven and earth, a whole new order, a portal between the divine and the human, another gateway to heaven, a stairway with angelic traffic. Angels. Celestial intelligent beings who dwell with God and engage with humans in dreams and visions, in visitations and in message, Today with Michael in battle against evil for Jacob in transit as emissaries joining heaven to earth and in the promise of Jesus to a new disciple of great things he will see in the time to come. We're fascinated by angels. They're depicted in fiction, in music, in fantasy, in film, in cream cheese commercials, God save us. We teach our children about them in our praying. Four corners to my bed, for angels at my head. One to watch, one to pray, two to keep all fears away. Angels are all around us. Just look around you in the cathedral at the top of each of the pillars. In the gold leaf. In this, painted into the ceiling of the chancel, throughout the glass storytelling of our faith in this cathedral carved in the wood, some cherubic, some muscular, some sweet, some fierce. They are beings in image, in dream, and in imagination that promise to bring safety, help, guidance, guardianship, Remind us of God's presence. Connect us to the divine. Show up when a transition or change are looming or a new order is being birthed. They are protectors, guards, messengers, helpers. They are key players in dreams and visions. How dare you? You have stolen my dreams and my childhood with your empty words. And yet I'm one of the lucky ones. People are suffering. People are dying. Entire ecosystems are collapsing. We are beginning a mass extinction. And all you can do is talk about money and fairy tales of eternal economic growth. How dare you? With conviction and truth, she spoke to power. Greta Thunberg, last Monday at the United Nations Climate Action Summit, galvanized the globe with her articulate, impassioned, prophetic message that she and her generation demand the right to dream again. That life is facing extinction, and that powers, nations, economies, and individuals act now toward climate change. She continues and says, the world is waking up. Change is coming whether you like it or not. Like Michael calling forth the angel army, Greta and other young prophets of our day who have had their dreams stolen. Autumn Peltier, the 13-year-old, Anishinaabe water protector, Carl Smith, the 17-year-old activist from Alaska, and others cry out to rally, to act, to change for the sake of the future, the planet, and for life. The world needs to change. Our relationship to it needs to change. The economy, which actually means home, needs to completely be rearranged to save ourselves, to save this planet. Time is running out. The dragon is ready to devour. And when threat to life is pending, when the birth pangs of a new order are upon us, bring on the angels. And an estimated four million young people worldwide participated in a climate strike on September 20th, with more than 2,000 scientists committing and supporting pledge to the cause. This past Friday, in the second wave strike held on September 27th, an estimated 2 million worldwide took part in the protest. The global community is responding, angels are rallying, Some are scientists, some are biologists, engineers, and economists. Some are children, some are new parents, some are politicians, and all can be voters, informed and demanding that actions and decisions shift, that the emissions decrease and the efforts increase to turn the tide of devastation and the loss of our dreams for our children, and future be restored. Sometimes, salvation comes in the most surprising of ways. Sometimes, we entertain angels unaware. Sometimes, we can be an angel without even knowing. In the service of baptism, there is an ancient text called the Examination. It is given to the candidates or to their sponsors if they are too young to speak for themselves. They are asked, do you renounce satan? Do you renounce the evil powers of this world? Do you renounce all sinful desires, all that goes against God and goodness? Do you renounce them? The acknowledgement and renunciation of evil, of spiritual forces of wickedness and sin, asked before we enter into the new life of the risen Christ, well, These questions make some people uncomfortable. The language is too archaic, too severe. We don't really believe all this spooky stuff anymore, do we? Do we even need to ask this? Yeah, we do. We need to name the truth of the human condition and the threats to God's world that we have tainted. The examination takes us then next into baptism, the diving and the rising, the coming into new life, and the belief statements in the covenant, and the questions of how to live that belief out. And there are six particular questions after we affirm our belief in the Holy Trinity, of how we live out our faith and our belief that goodness is stronger than evil given to us in the life of Christ. And there are two of particular note that rise to the surface of these important questions, the will you questions. Will you persevere in resisting evil and when you fall into sin, when you fail, when you don't keep your promise, when you steal the dreams of others, will you repent, change, turn around and come back? Will you recommit your life and keep the dream going? And of course, the sixth promise, the newest of our covenant promises of living out our faith, the one brought in Resolution C-001 at the 2013 Joint Assembly of our National Church. Will you strive to safeguard the integrity of God's creation and respect and renew and sustain the life of the earth? We promise to care for all life and this fragile earth, our island home. We promise that as disciples, as those baptized and grafted into God through Christ as God's beloved. And we answer these questions of will you with the words, I will, with God's help. With the help of God, With God's help and angel forces, with Michael and all the angels, may we truly live out what we proclaim. May we courageously face into the evils of this day and age and turn the world around and transform our destruction so that dreams may be dreamed and hope may be realized. Not for ourselves but for those who are yet to come. The prophets of this age are crying out, how dare you, you have stolen my dreams. Through our faith, may we rally surrounded by the guardians of God and equipped to become like them here and now, to be angels to one another, to turn the world around to undo evil. The dream of God will not be abandoned. We can restore the dreams stolen from our children. When heaven and earth unite, nothing is impossible.